press conference yesterday because right. we had like 30 seconds at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that jumped out to you during that? I mean, Sark went for almost 35 minutes. I thought it was a good macro uh, overview of the season because there were a lot of people puzzled. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that, puzzled, that there was even a news conference yesterday. You know, it's like, okay, regular season is over. Yeah, there'll be a bowl game, and so there's bowl press conference stuff to come. But why is there – remember, he did one last year, and they said, well, yeah, because the season was over at 5-7. and seven. Uh, He wanted to do one uh, to make sure that everybody knew where things stood for the team. Obviously, they'll wait to see what the bowl announcement is going to be. Uh, we'll we'll find that out later this week. It'll get official on Sunday. But I think he just wanted to make sure that for those who had questions and wrapping up the regular season, here's where he stood. And I thought I thought that was a really good macro presentation of all of it. Yeah, covered a lot of bases talking about <laughs> everything from NIL to the portal to – uh, answering questions about Xavier Worthy. There was some stuff about him that popped up. We just played or in the first hour, played that Bijan and Jalen Ford cut. Practices uh, as they related, as you brought up yesterday, about the bowl. How much was uh, all-encompassing about the season and how much of it was bowl-specific? He said, what, first five practices are kind of be like a mini spring? He said the first half. First yeah, half yeah. of spring practice. The first, the first half of the bowl practices right. will be uh, – Kind of a spring ball. He said spring ball mentality. Yeah. They'll have those. And that kind of bled into some of the stuff I asked about player development and some of those young guys. And I, I appreciated the answer. He said, look, it's tough to tell. Uh, he said, I think he called it, he said it was a unique question. Uh, he said, it's just tough to tell during the season, you know, some of those developmental guys, how much better they're getting. But he did mention uh, during the bye week, you know, like a guy like Malik Murphy, a guy like Jaden Blue, once he got to see some of those guys, Jare Bledsoe is a guy he's talked a lot about. And then there's been, you know, like a Terrence Brooks that kind of got thrown into the fire late in the year when Deshaun Jameson got hurt. He bring uh, up Swanson. I hadn't heard his name Zach in months. Sw- Zach Swanson, yeah, yeah is another one. Um, and this 2022 class that they signed is more than just those offensive linemen. And this is a talented class, and we've gotten to see some of those guys. I mean, even on offense, we've seen a little bit of Savion Red, a little bit of Brendan Thompson. Uh, so I think that the staff is really excited about that class, that first full cycle for Sarkin Company. And I, I think, too, Craig, what's interesting, I think what's going to be top of mind for a lot of people, because the 2023 class in terms of the high school kids, it's almost done. I think they've got a few spots left, but – I hate using this term because I feel like I overuse it, and it is overused. They do want to keep some of their powder dry for the transfer portal. And I think, you know, you're going to have hits and you're going to have misses in the portal. But, you know, you take a look at a guy like Ryan Watts. Like Ryan Watts has been a tremendous addition for this program out of the transfer portal. Uh, Diamante Tucker Dorsey, getting him out of the portal was big. I think even you look at last year, you know, uh, a guy like uh, Ray Thornton played a lot of snaps for this team. Ben Davis, when he was healthy, uh, was productive. So this staff has been really good. I didn't even mention Daniel Trejo coming in as a transfer for camp, uh, handling your punting duties. And I thought it was interesting. Sark said that was maybe the biggest surprise this year because the kicking game was pretty much a complete unknown going into the year when you lose Cameron Dicker. And Daniel Trejo's done a pretty solid job as the punter. So this staff has done a really good job of identifying their needs and then going to get the right guys out of the portal. Like I said, you know, we'll we'll see at some point what happens with the career of a Jai Hall. I think we all know how talented he is. Uh I don't know, we didn't talk about it yesterday, but you know, got the news over the weekend that Jaleel Billingsley is no longer with the program. So that one looks like it's not gonna work out. But you know, like I said, you have hits and misses out of the portal. But I think the transfer portal 
not just the guys on the – and Sark talked about this too. It's kind of an NFL-type situation, like when you hit free agency, right? You've got to evaluate your own roster. You know you're going to have some guys transfer out, and then you're going to have to fill those spots with some guys that you take from the portal. So it's uh, it's fascinating. The transfer portal, I can't talk about it enough, Craig, because everything we've heard – from college coaches, all our sources within the 24-7 Sports Network. College coaches across the country are preparing for this to just be a complete wheels off next few weeks once the yeah. portal opens on December 5th. I know. They're 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 expecting right? fires, floods, dogs and cats laying down together. It re- like when you think of the first day of like NFL or NBA free mm-hmm. agency, that's really what December 5th is going to be for college football. If you've ever seen the movie Trading Places, when they go to the stock exchange with the orange juice uh, thing. that <laughs> Frozen concentrated orange th- juice. Yeah, that is the transfer portal. Yeah, pretty much. Or uh, uh, when realignment is released. Yeah. <laughs> when the coaches are trying to get non-district games. It's like that, right, Snoop? You've been in some of those areas, those distribution areas before, right? Yeah. So this is a question, too. Uh, if a player transfers, do we get that scholarship back to use on a new player? You don't have to worry about that this year because the 2022 talent acquisition cycle, as I've dubbed it, and 2023, those are uncapped years in terms of the number of initial counters you can add. They did away with that because there were a lot of G5 schools that were getting rated by the portal and even some lower in FBA, uh, Power 5 schools that were getting rated by the portal through the portal. That you were never you were never going to get your roster numbers back up. Right. So you've got uncapped years with initial counters. Just as long as you don't go over the eighty-five, you're fine. So don't even you don't even have to think about it as a one for one or the plus seven or whatever we were in last year. It's just hey, don't go over eighty-five and go fill your needs. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn.